on this DMV Sports Roundtable is this man taking over for seven-time Redskins Pro Bowler Trent Williams. I thought I was going to retire uh, a Raider, but it didn't happen like that. Um, I'm always going to love my time there. I'm always going to love the Raiders, um, but now I'm a Redskin. I'm ready for this new chapter. Donald Penn just signed by Washington. He could be playing left tackle in place of Trent the holdout. Even as we learn the Skins are talking about a Williams trade, maybe with the Patriots, maybe with another team. I'm Dimitri Sotis with Jamal Bowens, the security guard who can't wait to roll in here to the glass enclosed nerve center every week and talk Redskins and local sports. And our Skins beat reporter George Wallace with us on Skype from training camp in Richmond. This thing's not going to end soon, which is unfortunate, but they got some insurance today by signing Donald Penn, who ironically enough is good friends with Trent Williams. I didn't realize that. He said he talked to Trent before signing here and he said they're on the same page. He wasn't going to divulge information about that call because it's a personal call, which I get. But uh, it's interesting that they talked and, you know, basically he kept saying he's coming in to play left tackle and that's what he really wants to do because he's been a right tackle last year in Oakland and that's not his position. So he's been giving a chance to start. Look, I mean, this is a guy who's 36 years old, 13 year vet, three time pro bowler. You know, he's more excited now to play because he's back at left tackle. So this is an insurance policy of Trent's not here week one. Penn can step right in, play left tackle, which I think is going to be the case. I mean, unless they trade Trent Williams, which, you know, who knows? I mean, Bruce Allen does things on the on the DL anyway, so who knows what he's even thinking all, or all doing. by himself. If he does things, look, if, you, if you're going to trade a guy like that, you better get a good haul in return. That's all I'm saying. So I still don't think Trent's going to miss game checks when it comes down to it. Maybe the Redskins throw him some more money, some cash. But, you know, at this point now, they can practice with Donald Penn once he gets up to speed as their starting left tackle because Jaron Christian, I don't think, is that guy yet. Eric Flowers moves mm-hmm. to guard. Uh, you know, and that's a situation today where Penn said that he was looking better and better. Flowers was. That's what he was brought here to play. And they signed Hugh Thornton, too, a guy who retired at the age of 25 after the 2017 season because of foot injury. But he's 100 percent now. He's back. He wants to play. Uh, he's, you know, as a guard, too. So they, they're uh, addressing that situation, the depth there along that O-line. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. According to Caleb Brantley, Flowers isn't looking that great at guard. Well, they got into it today. That's why he said that. <laughs> no, were, no. Not, yeah. I'm not saying he said that. That play with McCoy dropped back and he blew flowers up and oh, screamed yeah. sack in his face. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> but, you know. Back to the, I mean, I've been, you know, saying, suggesting for a while now since this Trent thing has started that the best guy you can get, the best available would be Donald Penn. We didn't know how much money he wanted. Uh, I don't think we, do we even, we still don't know no. the numbers on that. So it's, it's a one-year on deal. Right? Yeah, it's a one-year deal, but we have no no details in terms of, of, of money. Um, he was a, a Pro Bowl as recently as 2017. 2017 and 2016, uh, he was still playing at a Pro Bowl level. So I, I, I'm sure he can jump right in. Uh, one of the reports that you were there, that he was smacking people around today. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he jumped right in there, and, and he was picking it up pretty quickly. And he even yeah. said that afterwards, he was excited because – a lot of the terminology is the same. He goes, I went from one Gruden to another. The systems are kind of the same. So he was he was kind of excited about that. Well, Jay was a, uh, an assistant when he was in Tampa Bay. So he's Tampa, he, he's yeah. familiar with, with, with Jay's coaching style. He's familiar with his offense as well as John's. And I'm sure there's a lot of similarities uh, intertwined between the two Grudens. So it, it's a comfortable situation. The ominous part for me in, in him talking to Trent, and he didn't divulge a lot. He kept saying it was private. But he did say, that he was looking for a place. He told Trent, I'm looking for some place I can start. And mm-hmm. Trent gave him the blessing. 
that underlying meaning. You see what I'm getting at? You know, it, yeah. it's a great you gave him the okay to come here, but he wants to start in your spot. And you said, cool, you can have it. Right. Right. That as as a fan that 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 bothers me a little bit. I really hate the the the, the Trent Williams talk. I hate it more than the Bradley Beal trade talks because I think Trent Williams is your best player on the team in my opinion. He's the best tackle in the league in my opinion. He's a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer in my opinion. So it, trading him. I don't know. When you trade players like that, very rarely do you get back a fair market value. I would start at, if they're really serious, I think they're just calling engaging people's interest. And of course, people have interest. He's the best left tackle, arguably, in the league. Everyone's going to have interest. But don't do any business with the Patriots. I'm saying this now. <laughs> they treat you. I know you remember they traded us Brian Stork, who was broken. And got yep. here and promptly retired. I'm not yep. doing no business with Belichick and the boys at all. But if you're going to start somewhere, I don't have in front of me right now whatever the Raiders got for Khalil Mack. Start with that. Yeah. I, I need multiple firsts, seconds. I need. Oh, yeah. I need a player, a roster player that can come in and help me right away this season. So I, I, I need a light. It's got to be a king's ransom. And if you set the bar high, let's see who can match it. If not, then leave us alone, and we'll try to figure this thing out. But like you said, Bruce Bruce moves. He moves in silence. Certainly, so he, the uh, you, you do not know what he's doing, and he does it by himself, and he won't tell you nothing until it's done. That was the case with Alex Smith. Exactly. No, nobody knew anything nobody until knew. it was a done exactly. deal. No, he he cowboyed that one by himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what comes out of it and what that conversation really was like with Trent and if he just basically said, you know, I'm really not coming back or, you know, if if he does come back, will he be able to, you know, he play a swing position like Ty and Secchi did last year? You know, we'll have to wait and see. But I think Penn is just really excited because he, he mentioned a number of times today about being back at left tackle, left tackle. That's where he wants to be. So he's really excited about that. So I think he's going to – I think you're going to see that, you know, come out – in his play. And they signed another tackle uh, a couple days ago prior to, I think he came from Detroit. I can't Corey remember. Robinson. Robinson, yeah. So you you add depth and you have to have that because as much as people talk about Trent having injury issues at Penn's age and even you know a couple years, he's, he's, he only played four games last year and he ended up on the IR I believe. So yes. just because Penn is there now today his health is not guaranteed for 16 games. The center's health is not guaranteed, you know, through the preseason or camp. So you have to have that depth. You need it because Trent's not there, but you also need it because Penn is not a guaranteed 16-game guy, and especially at age 36. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yes, could he start week one and come in and, and at this point at camp and start week one? Yes, of course. But he is 36, and he's got, you know, he's – He's got some, you know, some mileage on him. So yeah, he's got some head at that position, especially at that position. Taking the uh, emotion out of it, and we're all fans here, so to see Trent go would be terrible. But have the Skins done just about everything they need to do to uh, not fully replace him? You can't do that. He's too good. But to to cover their bases. For, yeah, I think so, now. Dimitri. I think they've, you know, they've they went out and signed three guys this off season already. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, they they're 
they're making they're going for plan b is what uh you know what i have a feeling they need to to start looking at because i don't know when this thing is going to end if it's going to end again i'm going to be on record saying i still think he doesn't miss any actual game action and trent can show up september 1st as we've noted um but uh, well, although he's missing all the fights here at training camp, maybe he wants to get in on this. But uh, he, um, you know, I, I still think he's not going to miss games, but they've done what they have to do. He's not here. They have to get ready to play football games against Philadelphia on September 8th. And to do that, you need somebody at left tackle right. other than Eric Flowers and I think other than Jerron Christian right now. Yeah, he's, he's not ready. They did what they could do at this time. Yeah, there's probably not much else right now they could have done outside of uh, trading for a tackle themselves. And that's very premature. And that, you know, trading for someone to replace. That's that's an asinine move right now. So for what they had to do to cover their ass right now, they did it. And then they that's the best they could do at this moment going forward. It's we'll see how long it lasts. Definitely. if, If Trent does not come back. Your your first round pick has got to be you know whatever the best left tackle coming off the board is you know uh, the next year's draft or right. who whatever you know left tackle becomes available via trade or through free agency uh, but you'll address that last next year so for now they've done what they can we'll see how Penn's health is we'll see how Robinson you know picks up and if he can. Be a, he he could be a swing guy. We could see if Christian he he's got a long he's got a long way to go, and we yeah. know they're coming in. But he's a bit of a project, and we'll see how he, still he doesn't develops. Doesn't look right either. He still doesn't look right. I think he's back a little too soon. How did really look? Yeah. Did he get much uh, work? He didn't get too much. Yeah, he didn't get too much. I didn't really notice him to be honest. He's, yeah, I think they're oh, easing wow. him back in very very slightly. I don't know what this means, George, and and I'm trying to hold out hope for this dude, and maybe he's just playing like this today to try to, you know, get his uh, his free agency stock up. But from what I saw, clips that I saw, Josh Doxson is having a hell of a day today. Yeah, of course he is. That's exactly. I mean, we were talking about that. He's going out making, yeah. making The skill set's always been there, but that's not, that's not the problem. No. I mean, you know, he's – well, look, I mean, and it's always telling when Gruden talks about Doxson and how he – you know, about the opportunities that may not be there for him and how he's a third or fourth progression on some of these plays. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know how much you're going to see of Doxon this year, but he did have a couple good catches today. Um, you know, Cam Sims has stood out as right. he has last summer. Uh, Paul Richardson still, we still don't know what we have seen from him, right? We still don't know what he can do. But McLaurin's got the speed. If he's, if he's oh, not ready. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and you know what, Josh, you've got to keep, keep Josh Norman off anybody fast. Because McLaurin has been cooking him. You yeah, get, that speed is bothering Josh. And yeah. somebody else blew past him also. That 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 four five for the four six set, whatever he ran, is looking like a five six compared to some <laughs> of these other guys. I I'm very I, he he's he's gonna be fine, but I if you get Keep him off Deshaun Jackson when we play Philly, first of all. Oh, Anybody no, speedy? I mean, that's going to be something. Mm-mm. Put him on Alshon and let them just be slow together. Put somebody Josh else. Pretty, Josh, has had some, Josh has had a good camp, too, though. He's had some. Yeah, yeah he, as he has. But I, yeah. this, the way that McLaurin just, on two separate occasions, just blew past him like he was jogging. It was like, wow, damn, is, is Josh losing a step? 
or was and you can really see some of these uh you know we've had a chance to do some get some of these uh videos which you can check out on the wtlp website in our live training camp blog by the way there's your plug <laughs> there you um go. the uh haskins to mclaurin as i tweeted and put out yesterday as they get used to this i mean those guys you can tell haskins says every time i come in the huddle and i see him in there he wants to play called right. terry so they uh you know they've got that connection and i think that that's going to be a fun thing to watch develop for they sure said, uh, him and cam are him and cam sims yep, are yep. Picking up. even even robert davis yeah is uh you who know. made a nice one-handed grab i saw earlier now the yep. other kid steven sims opening of a few eyes here and there i think this wide receiver core people slept on him because it's a lot of what there's a lot of questions there's no clear-cut number one guy but i look at them as a group and there are a lot of different Harmon as well it's a lot of different skill sets Harmon's look good as well Harmon was the other one that they got past josh a time or two <laughs> I wonder if it's uh, McLaurin and Trey Quinn who end up being your two top receivers. Oh, I tell you what. I mean, Trey yeah. Quinn, I've never seen a uh, somebody go from being the last pick in the draft to automatically a star, which is in Jay Gruden's eyes what Trey Quinn is. He's already anointed him as the slot guy already, the starting yeah. slot guy. I mean, and it's like – you know, it's funny because Gruden said today it's too early to start talking about starters, et cetera. <laughs> but he goes and mentions, you know, Trey <laughs> Quinn. It's like the guy. Um, I mean, you, you lose know. Crowder and he fits in perfectly. That's why I thought he would. He made it last year because if Crowder gets injured, which he did, and so did Trey, unfortunately. But there was nobody else to play in the slot that did anything similar to what Crowder did. And Quinn's got all of that. McLaurin can play in the slot and he can play in the outside. I think Cam Sims ends up starting on the outside, probably over Doxon, and maybe McLaurin on the other side, depending on on uh, Richardson. But you got a lot of different skill sets in there. You have Harmon, who can be a matchup nightmare wherever you want to put him. And if you want to put some speed on the field, put McLaurin in the slot and Richardson on the other on the other side of him, and, yeah. and just just let him go. Because I don't think too many people, if Paul Richardson is healthy are going to be able to stay in front of both of them. There's no way. Let's hope not. And that, mean, op- that opens up the middle. Reeds look good. What are you impressed with the Reeds so far? As in Jordan? As in Jordan. I Jordan he's Reed. the guy. he's the guy having the best camp here. Good. And it's interesting because we haven't seen Jordan Reed on the field in August or July in I don't know how many years right. this early in camp. Right. And, I mean, he's just it just goes to show you when he's healthy and this offense is going to go – it's got to be Jordan Reed. I mean, he's been – he's looked really good. I mean, just, just from one-handed catches to separation to everything. I mean, he's the number one option. And if, you know, defenses are going to key on him, as they always have, especially if he's healthy, that's when you're going to have to have other guys um, step up. I want to make sure I read this tweet right earlier. Did Darius guys actually drag – Jonathan Allen into the end zone? Nobody uh, drags Allen if that, anywhere. If that happened, I didn't see it. Oh, they said it was on a fourth and goal on a uh, red zone drill. He blew through the middle and I forgot the reporter's name I have in front of me. And dragged Allen in with him. No one drags Jonathan Allen. <laughs> no one drags Jonathan. Uh, I don't know if that happened. I mean, it, I mean I'm not going to deny it. I'm just saying I didn't see it. What about the, the fighting from Tuesday to Wednesday? I uh, love it. It's, uh, it's a little more intense today. I heard like somebody broke somebody's face mask or something. So it's yesterday it happened. And today, during the offensive O line, D line drills under the goalposts, I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, I hear you hear Jonathan Allen chirping at 75 and 76 and Sheriff and, and Moses. 
and he says, you guys talking all this trash. He goes, just wait till the team session. He goes, you guys just talk so much and this and that. So as soon as they got done those drills, they went to the team session. So all of us ran around to the other side because so, you knew something was going to happen. And sure enough, two plays in, and I don't know who started it at first, but it was Brantley and Moses and, and uh, um, Allen in there. And they were going after it. And then JoJo Wicker, who was involved yesterday, started swinging and throwing a punch. Mm. I don't know whose face mask he hit. If it was Flowers. I think Eric Flowers was involved again. Mm. And once Jay Gruden saw the punches thrown, he blew that whistle. And he dropped some names and some words we can't say here. And <laughs> Although we, the we could, uh, technically. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, we could, technically. I could click the explicit button on the podcast choice. He said, all you guys effing do is talk and... You, all you do, he goes, stop effing talking, get on the side over there and run. The lineman, he threw them all on the side of the other field to run. And he was, that's the most, I asked Morgan, Morgan Moses after practice, I said, have you ever seen Jay, you know, like that? He's never done that. And he goes, no, but he's a head coach. He's got to, you know, mm-hmm. we got to be better at it. He goes, the fighting is, is, is pointless. Then he says, but look, we're not. We don't have any joint practices this year, so we got to take it out on each other. <laughs> so, but you can tell these guys are, you know, they're they're. It's it. The tension's high for sure. I mean, it's hot. It's really hot. You got these pads on, and look. And Gruden was going right back at Jonathan Allen too, cursing at him when he was talking, basically about being captain and 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 this and that. And Allen, from what someone told me, said he he respected that and he he liked to have that. He he. He appreciated that he was receptive to it. And Jonathan Allen's that kind of guy. So it's good. You know, I, I think it's great. You don't want to see him get hurt. The one thing, guys, that really scares everybody is Alex Smith is standing out there on his crutches. And this pile's starting to move and move. And you saw like two <laughs> oh, or three wow. coaches, two or three coaches jump in front of Alex to kind of because he's hobbling around. He can't put he weight can't on move. that foot to kind of push him back. So that was the main thing. Can you imagine if something happened like that oh, because geez. of a stupid fight? Unbelievable. You know what people don't I love it. First of all, I think it's, it's part of training camp. It is what it is. It's hot. You hitting folks. It doesn't matter if that's your teammate. That's what happens. It's football. As long as it doesn't get into a, a thing where it, it spills into the locker room and it's left on the field, this is what training camp is about. This was these these days in late July and August. That's what they're for. I like it. I would much rather. This means this team has some fire, and I love that the, the lines have fire because usually it comes from other places. Usually you got the corners, John with the wide receivers, yeah, and the running backs. But to have the line have this sort of tenacity, and you know what's coming from the defensive line. Those three don't play, and I I love to see the offensive line match that intensity. And if we can get two lines that have that sort of fire and take that out on opposing teams, I love it. It's fine now. If nobody gets hurt, it is what it is. But you can't be sitting out there kumbaya and shaking hands. This is football. That ain't what it's about. This is yeah, what no, it's about it, in August, and I love it. Yeah, and Morgan, and Morgan said it too. He said, look, he goes, O-line, D-line, we hit each other on every play. I mean, yes. we're blocking every single play so you get into it. But he, he did say that it's it's – it is what it is. The heat and look, this all started because on Sunday when I was not here, the offense just torched the defense. Oh apparently. yeah, it was bad. That was so the defense the came out yesterday and made a statement. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of carrying over a little bit talking. So yeah, they said Haskins had his best day Sunday, but yes. I like I, I like the way Gruden kind of toned it down. He said he, he did a nice job. Next, I think one of the most impressive things is, and I think that I like what they're doing is they are making sure they treat him like a 
rookie. Yes. There's no, there's no, he's not you know, anointed. He's, you know, he has a roommate. He's, you know, he, he's not, he's going, he's doing third team reps and Gruden's talking it down. Like you said, in the press conference. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I do like to see that. And also what I liked, and you can tell me if you've noticed this or not, that when he's not doing reps, he and Alex Smith are stay engaged in conversation. In 100%. what's, in what's yeah. going on, uh, what happened in that play, where you need to go, what you need to do, where you need to be. And from what I've read, and you can tell better, that over the last you know couple of days, he's been progressing. When it, when it comes to certain things, uh, checking out of plays, audibles, or, or reading a defense, or identifying a blitz, that's all starting to come to him a little bit more. Maybe it did in OTAs or maybe when camp first started. But the fact that him and Alex have that sort of rapport, and that's what I love about their relationship, and that Alex is not doing the Brett Favre thing. He's not, well, I ain't telling that boy nothing. He's not going to take my job, even if he can't walk. But he is taking the, the, the mentorship, and he'll learn a lot because Alex Smith, to me, is probably one of the smartest quarterbacks yeah. in the league today. And for him to be able to soak up that sort of uh, knowledge from Alex Smith and, and he can go out and execute it, his progression will be that much quicker. They're together on when Haskins isn't playing or – if he just comes off after doing a series of plays, he'll, mm-hmm. he stands there with Alex. And Alex has been great. And they said, you know, guys saying having Alex in that room is 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 good also in that quarterback room. So it's another uh, coach. Yeah, but yeah, um, so that, that's uh, a good thing. With all of the questions about the line, uh, Haskins shouldn't be starting anyway. No, even Haskins if he did show start. show great progress, I guess. I f- you know what? If he can get out there and play, Pitten does have his issues, but I am much more solid. If Haskins earns the job, which he's going to have to do, he's not anointed anything. Uh, everyone, all three of those guys have a fair crack at it. We'll see how it's divvied up in the preseason. When the live bullets are, are, are going, that's what's going to show it. Practice is, is, is one thing, and it's a, t- it's a time for him to learn uh, how to be an NFL quarterback. But he'll win it, and I said it before, he'll win it in the preseason. With Flowers there, hell no, you don't put him back there. But Penn, I am a lot more comfortable if, in fact, he does win the starting job and he's out there week one against the Eagles, I'm much more comfortable if it's not Trent or if you have Trent and Donald Penn to uh, you know mix and match, then I feel a whole lot more comfortable. We've seen it before. They've, had, they've lined up Trent at left guard and had Inseki at left tackle. Yeah. And, and, that, and you put those two, Penn and, and, and Trent, in that same sort of package and let Geis loose, my God. Or AP, there's nobody blocking them too. No, but I'm a lot more comfortable to answer your question. If he does earn it with Penn or Trent on that left side, if you take out both of them, then no, please put them in bubble wrap. It's Case Keenum's job. Like I, mm-hmm. I just think that's it. And I think it's, you know, maybe McCoy gets the start next week against the Browns in the opener, just because he's got the, you know, he's been here the offense, yeah. whatever. But I, I still think it's a competition between those two and Case Keenum has the edge. He's still lining up with the number ones every day at practice pretty much. But, you know, it's going to be interesting, too, to see how Jay plays it. If, in fact, it's close between McCoy and Keenum, let's say, and Haskins still is coming along, which I think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. How much work is Haskins going to get when he's trying to get Keenum and right. McCoy ready for the ready for the season? Then again, you know, especially when you're not – 
practicing against another team this year. You don't have another other competition. It's going to be straight from practice. Would you want to keep these guys in bubble wrap during the preseason? It's going to be interesting to see, in fact, how much you know Haskins plays this preseason or how Jay um, divvies it up. It's a it's a unique situation. We haven't seen this in a long time. I think all three, three you know, they've got to play. I think Jay has got to change his usual routine of not. Or keeping his quarterbacks, you know, just a drive here and then you're done. These three, if you're trying to figure out who your quarterback is, you got to see him on the field. And I agree, Haskins has to impress. And even if he impresses, the other side of it is how much of this call really is Jay's to make. Because if upstairs likes what they see out of Haskins, how much of an influence will it be from Snyder or Allen? Because at this point, Jay doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on if they want to go in a certain direction. So is it is this 100% Jay's call? Or if they feel like they've seen enough from Haskins to say, put the young, you put the young boy in. And if Jay says, no, I want to go over court, say, look, man, uh, you want a contract, yeah. If you want to stay here, you'll do what we say. He's going to be here whether you're here or not. So is it going to be one of those situations? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I shouldn't. I mean, I, I mean, of it, course, it, it I could, could happen. See that happening. You know, I can see that happening because I know who we're talking about. Exactly. But at the same time, I think the, you know, Jay relationship with Haskins and and O'Connell is going to be a big thing this year and uh-huh. see how he develops. I mean, a lot. This could go a lot of different ways. I mean, it, you know, all right, three and thirteen, everything's off the table. But let's say you go seven and nine, six and ten, and Haskins plays well down the stretch, and he's getting better, and you know they go and and they can see they have a great relationship, and he's getting better. Then Jay, you know, comes back and you take another run at. It. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing does, in fact, play out throughout the year. Because look, the schedule's not pretty early not, on. Not so a lot of things can happen that first week. First five weeks, I should say. What I wanted to ask you, though, and we haven't really talked about this, in terms of it's Jay's offense, but yep. Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, he is the offense coordinator. Is this going to be a, who's calling the plays that Jay had final say? Because with him and McVay, it was kind of gray area who was calling what, who had the final say. Is it? O'Connell calling the plays within Jay's scheme, or is Jay calling plays and O'Connell just, I mean, is it a, a mesh? How, how is that going? How is it working? That's a good question. I still think it's, I think it's a mix of both of them. Uh-huh. I think, uh, but I, you know what we have, I haven't really asked about, maybe I'll have to, I'll do some asking about that. Yeah. That's a good question to see how they're going to actually um, divvy it up and who's going to actually do it. Because I know with McVay, it, for me, it was frustrating because I'm like, I don't know who to blame. Because I don't know who's calling the plays. Because Jay yeah. would have final say, or McVeigh would call it, and you weren't. They they didn't make it very plain or very clear how that dynamic worked. So I just blame both of them when things didn't work. But you know, you look at McVeigh, and I, I think maybe Jay was calling the plays here. <laughs> Make sure to follow our podcast on Twitter at DMV Sports Round One. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, PodcastOne.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. For Jamal and George, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us.